0: my words football podcast with Rob and Scott and this week in the NFL saw one of the very best weeks of the season with some improbable comebacks amazing underdog victories and some of the best games we've seen all year so let's get right into this with as we always do with the Buffalo Bills recap and this week the Buffalo Bills defeated the Kansas City Chiefs by a score of 20 to 17 Rob, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: So me and you were both on the Bills coming into this week, and we are proven right And a very, very much-needed win for the Bills here. The Chiefs continue to sink down. So Bills getting off to a pretty hot start, scoring 14 points in the first half, but tailing off quite um, starkly in the second half, especially after Allen threw that interception. Still, though, they were able to keep the Chiefs uh, pretty... Down low, they weren't really. Chiefs weren't really going at all at any point in this game. Uh, I know that a lot of people are going to be talking about the end of the game and you know, but and how that ended and you know, kind of leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. But to me, this is a similar game to the Packers game in, in which the the Chiefs did not deserve to win this game. Like even if that happened, like yes, that would have been a great play. You know, the Kelsey lateral to Tony that would have been an awesome play. But at the end of the day, again, the Chiefs were outplayed in this game. They did not deserve to win it.
0: I tend to agree with that. The game was close about the final score. This would have been a just a colossal failure by the Bills to not win this game. Agreed. When you started the game leading fourteen to nothing and had two turnovers, you got zero points off of. Yes, Uh, there was a point in that fourth quarter where I'm like, Chiefs are one, like they've won the game, but the Bills defense was able to hold. I think going into this week, we we know how good Kansas City's defense is. So it's, for me, it was about how good Buffalo's defense is or how maybe how bad the Chiefs' offense is. But I, I think it kind of held up to what I thought and that it was a little bit lower scoring than maybe you would expect from a Bills-Chiefs game.
1: Yeah, and for me, I'm also a bit concerned about how the Bills finish games. Like you said, like it would have been a colossal failure for them to lose, and despite being the better team most of the game, they almost lost. Like, What was going on at the end of the game with that clock management down in the Chiefs' territory you kept throwing the ball over and over again? Like, If you were able to run and get the first downs, and you could have milked the clock out for the entire game, but you just kept throwing incomplete pass after incomplete pass. I pin that just as much on... On McDermott, as I do on Brady and Allen, none of them having the foresight to see, like, okay, we need to just milk this game out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad you brought that point up because I remember sitting there as that was happening being like, what are you doing? You could have done one run and at least taken it to the two-minute warning, but instead you gave it back to the Chiefs before the two-minute warning right like just such mismanagement there like you could have very easily given them like more than enough time to do whatever they wanted but luckily for you your defense held and got all the pressure it needed to like the bill's defense actually looking extremely impressive that last drive getting some great pressure a few plays in a row to end it
1: yes and that's what i've said like this bill's defense is playing way better than it should be right now with all the injuries they've had and i believe like aj epinesa is banged up now even though he's been having a terrific season, like they just have injuries everywhere, and yet the resolve and the resiliency has been something truly inspiring to see. You just wonder how long they can keep it up. Um, but yeah, really good win for the Bills. I will say, like a lot, I hear a lot of um, media talking about, you know, Bills look they can win this division. Absolutely, they could. The Dolphins look pretty weak right now. Dolphins have a very hard schedule coming up. Bills have an easy one after the Cowboys game, but. I don't think the Bills are, like, back. I don't think this was a game where we say, oh, look, the Bills are back. Like, Allen still played very inconsistent in this game, very shaky, and really it wasn't like a, a smooth sailing performance by any account. So I, th- I still think we have to pump the brakes a little bit on this Bills, like, coming back, taking the division. We st- I still, for me at least, I need to see a little bit more consistent stretch of football.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, this is the best defense they've played the last few weeks, but it was certainly the worst of the Brady era so far. I think there's much better offensive games versus both New York and Philadelphia.
1: Yes, I would 100% agree. And from there, we go on to the Monday night matchup, one of two, the Green Bay Packers facing the New York Giants. So the Giants took this game 24-22 to on a last drive field goal led by Tommy DeVito. And what were your initial thoughts from this game?
0: I think when I feel the Packers offensive game here they were just not able to quite get it done I think they put themselves in a lot of chances where they could have and just really weren't able to get it done even though like you end up with a lot of scoring drives in that fourth quarter not enough of them were touchdowns
1: yes and it was one of those things that right from the beginning Jordan Love just seemed kind of off Missing a lot of easy throws that were he had receivers open, he had uh, running backs open, just would overthrow them. And you, they would always pan them at the Fleur's face, just kind of like like oh these are easy completions, guys. We can't be missing these. Despite that, they're still leading at the halftime. So it's one of those things like the defense is playing well. The Giants really have no offense besides Danny. Uh, sorry, Tommy DeVito, like running outside the pocket, and and we still, despite all that, despite all our mistakes, we are still in this game till the very end. And if some people blame the defense on that last drive, but the defense did their job this for the majority of this game. Your three turnovers put them in very difficult positions, and to me, sloppy football and like, easily avoidable mistakes is what lost them this game in the offense.
0: Yeah, but I think I do have a little bit of concerns about the defense allowing over six yards per carry rushing wise in this game.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean that is a little bit deceiving, just because uh, you know it was a lot of uh, Tommy DeVito running. I mean, if Saquon Barkley held fairly in check i mean for a running back of his caliber i know he had two like the last drive he had two big runs and that's really what kind of skewed his numbers but for the majority of the game they held i do worry about their like their clutchness though like they're 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 kind of the bend but don't break defense but lately it's like in this game it was bend and then you broke at the end so that does concern me well
0: and i think when i feel that last drive for the defense. I think they were playing off too much. And yeah. I feel like that's a trend in the NFL this yeah. year, and I don't know why. They like Teams seem so concerned about keeping the clock running. They're just going to keep allowing plays, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, look, now we're in field goal range already, and there's still 45 seconds on the clock.
1: Yeah, I could see that if it was a touchdown, that you needed to keep them from scoring a touchdown. But when it's a field goal, if you're getting the ball on the 25-yard line, I mean, you only have to go, like, what, 35, 40 yards? like 45 yards to get into field goal range. Like if you're playing 10 yards off the ball, it just takes like a few plays to, and you're almost right there. Yeah.
0: And one more thing I want to nitpick about the Packers. I, I don't love the two point conversion call. I mm. think you put Reed too far behind the line to gain to get into the end zone. I think yes. there's many other things you could have done to make that better. I, I don't dislike the call particularly, but in that spot, I think you're just putting yourself too far behind the line when you've seen Love be able to fit it into windows, tight windows, and get some sort of things going on the ground. I, I just don't love that call in that spot.
1: Yes, well, they were that play. They were determined to run that like 20 times a game. Like they, the first play of the game, this game and last game, I believe, was that play, and they ran that play several times throughout the game. It worked once, and it failed miserably like four four other times. So it's like. And that's not really – it shouldn't be a go-to play in your playbook, but for some reason they, are, they just are in love with that play. I 100% agree, though. Like Put love, put the ball in Love's hands and, and allow him to make a play, and that is just not the best way to do it. All right. All right, and from there we will go on to the NFL's Clown of the Week for Week 14.
0: Everybody loves a good clown, and now it's time to meet the NFL's Clown of the Week for this week. And this week, the Clown of the Week in the NFL is Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. So, for as much as maybe you want to debate about how bad or good that offside's call was in that Chiefs game, the way that Mahomes behaved afterwards was just absolutely clown-worthy to me. If anybody's seen that clip of him on the field with Josh Allen, not a good game, nothing, just, this call's BS, worst call ever, like, you've seen Josh in some very bad situations still be Curtis of the team, but I don't care who you are and what quarterback you are. Like, if you're going to be that mad, don't go shake his hand. And after the game, just constant in the post-game press conference, blaming on the refs, like, you have gotten calls that go your way so many times. As soon as they go against you, you're just going to cry about it. I just think that he took it too far this time. This all the different things he said there just absolutely clown worthy patrick mahomes you're the clown of the week
1: all right and from there we go on to the nfl game picks so last week scott went seven and eight and i went nine and six bringing the total records to 135 and 73 for scott and 129 and 79 for me And we both got this Raiders Thursday night game correct. So now Scott is at 136. I'm at 130. So Scott with a six-game lead going into the games for this week starting on Saturday. And it is there that we will start the Saturday 1 o'clock game between the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do you have winning this game? And I do believe that Nick Mullins will be the starter for Minnesota.
0: Are the Bengals winning this one? I do as well. And I think it's time we can officially call the Joshua Dobbs legend over. It's over. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. It was hot for a second there, but it's over. Now, And what leads you to have caution here with the Bengals is that is Jake Browning just a repeat of the Josh Dobbs thing? Because he's been playing well lately. Is this the game where his magic ends?
0: Yes, very good question. Yeah. Although, honestly, I don't know that I love the – Vikings being any better with Mullins than with Dobbs, I think maybe they might have given up on him Dobbs a little earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the Vikings' defense is playing really well though, so I don't expect this to be a high-scoring game. But I really like what I see from Jake Browning right now, we, and we forget the, how good the Bengals are, like their offensive threats. Still, very good team, um, just a quarterback away from being an elite team. But if if Browning can get them to play, if he can keep playing this, he, they could they have a shot at the playoffs here, albeit a kind of a distant one with some of the tiebreakers. Yes. And then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Indianapolis Colts, and who do you have winning this matchup?
0: I have the Colts winning this one.
1: And I reluctantly will agree with that.
0: Oh, interesting. Yes. So what's your thought on that?
1: My declaration is that the Steelers, um, I know this is, people were, people thought, they're waiting on bated breath for this announcement. And guys, I have to kill your enthusiasm. The Steelers, they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. I know, it's disappointing. We all expected that of them. We all saw it, Uh, you know, the, the caliber of, of, in the quality of games they've been playing, it looked like a Super Bowl team all year. We know. For us fans, we know. But without our starting quarterback, without our, our legend at the helm, the Super Bowl odds are done. And so the Colts will take them down this week.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I was leaning more towards the Steelers than you were, apparently. <laughs> I, I think this is going to be a pretty close game. But not, these are two teams that are very desperate to make the playoffs, and I think it's really going to be a, a lot on the ground. I think it's going to end up being a close game. Yes,
1: race. Oh it, it 100% is. And I just want to address something really quick. I saw in some talk shows today that like the new kind of hot take, ooh, is Mike Tomlin a bad coach? Should he be fired at the end of the year? Based on comments that Ben Roethlisberger was saying on a, a podcast. That is the worst take of all time. The only reason why the Steelers team has been relevant for the last five years is because of Mike Tomlin. Is anyone debating that right now? They they are the fiercest, most like blue-collar team in this division, in a division that is fierce and blue-collar all around. They have been able to stay afloat with lackluster talent at the quarterback play, specifically because of Mike Tomlin. So don't give me the fact that he should be fired. He should be given a raise, if anything. Mike Tomlin, go out there and prove the haters wrong.
0: You're not wrong there.
1: Seriously, like what is this Mike Tomlin hate? Come I bet them
0: seriously under The teams make the playoffs.
1: Yes. And I think they could beat the Colts. They they play close in every game, and you're right. This is their season on the line here. I think really for both these teams, every win matters at this point, standing at 7-6. and six. So I expect to see a close game. I just think that Mitch Trubisky will not be able to get it done. And then you have the Denver Broncos taking on the Detroit Lions. So Lions really been suspect as of late last few weeks, not playing well. Broncos playing much better than they had at the beginning of the year. Who do you have winning this game? I
0: have Detroit winning this one.
1: And I will as well, but not feeling confident about it.
0: No, I am. I'm feeling confident in Detroit. Mark my words, Detroit win by double-digit points this week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh, my gosh. So you were, yeah, you were pretty confident in them last week, too, and I, I kind of was nervous about that. So what makes you think they're going to be able to just turn around on a dime here?
0: I, I think they've shown what their offense can be. Their defense has had issues as of late. But I know Denver really likes to run the ball. That's what they're good at. Yes. Detroit also likes to run the ball, but can pass it when they need to. I think they're going to bring out that passing attack. I think they're going to be able to showcase Jameson wins, Jameson Williams on some deep throws this week. And I think they're going to get a really nice win versus Denver.
1: Yes. I also I think they're going to beat Denver. I think Jared Goff playing this poorly is a bit of an, an anomaly here. So I have a blind QB comparison here for you. Okay. So And this is not meant to disparage. This is meant to – like, Jared Goff's pretty good. Okay, that's the overall gist of this. So, blind QB comparison. One is Jared Goff. One is mystery quarterback. Completion percentage. Jared Goff, 64.6. Mystery quarterback, 63. Passing yards per game. Jared Goff, 259. Mystery QB quarterback 243. Yards per pass attempt, Jared Goff 7.4, Mystery QB 7.2. Total touchdown to interception ratio, Jared Goff 176 and 80, Mystery QB 163 and 74. And passer rating, Jared Goff 93, Mystery QB 92.
0: Very interesting.
1: So that Mystery QB, guys, is someone that we both like, Josh Allen.
0: Oh, very. So obviously,
1: like we're leaving out the rushing yards, which is where he does his damage. Also, the rushing touchdowns. But overall, just is Jared Goff, pretty solid passer. I mean, if he can have those numbers close to a caliber like Josh Allen, that's pretty solid. And the last few weeks, people have you know kind of been having Jared Goff's head here with all the turnovers. But for the the majority of his career, he's been a solid quarterback, and I do believe he can turn this around. And then from there, you got the Chicago Bears taking on the Cleveland Browns. So, Browns with some new life with Flacco at the helm. Who do you think takes this game?
0: I have the Browns winning this one.
1: And I would concur.
0: Although I did have a a brief thought about the Bears, who have looked quite well of late as themselves.
1: Yes, they have been playing a lot better. One wonders what they're going to do at the quarterback uh, position at the end of the year, as now they're kind of playing themselves out of one of those top draft picks. But they still have, of course, that Carolina pick, which is... uh, saving them at this point it's going to be interesting to see what they do Browns though I really am loving this Browns team I've wanted to declare the Browns heavyweights at several points in the year but some injury prevents that from happening I am very close to doing it right now the Browns with Flacco have gotten the two best QB performances like over two weeks that they've gotten all year Flacco really not just even being a game manager making some really big time throws and big time moments Uh, are you not impressed by Flacco and where he can take this Browns team
0: I think that there is a limit to this. I think as we talked about with Dobbs, I think that Joe Flacco and this Browns team does have an expiry date on it. When that will come, I'm not sure. But I do believe that at some point they will hit a wall. I don't believe it will be this week. Maybe it won't at all. Maybe it won't be until after the year ends. But I believe that Joe Flacco has an expiry on it, that he's going to be able to be figured out. He's not a mobile quarterback. And I think at some point teams are going to be able to figure that out. And they Cleveland won't have enough other options to get by. And to be honest, their defense has faltered a little bit as of late. And they've allowed sure. a lot of points recently. Their last three games, 29, 36, and 27 points. True. So that's concerning me a little bit as well. I, I like Cleveland, but I, I, back in my mind I do have some concerns about them. I don't think they're like super great contenders
1: in the AFC. Well, I would disagree with that completely, and I am going to throw my hat in the Mark My Words ring here. So, Mark My Words, the Cleveland Browns win out this year, and they win in the wild card round.
0: Oh, I like it. Yes. I like it. (laughs) So,
1: So Cleveland Browns, five-game winning streak, Mark My Words, starting this week against the Bears. I really like what Joe Flacco could do. I think he is the – they just need somebody in there that can throw the ball decently, which is something they've lacked all year long. They finally have it. Let's go. Joe Flacco, seasoned veteran. I don't think he's going to fall prey to that the uh, Josh Jobs situation because he's seen it all and done it all. Already won a Super Bowl. what Knows what it takes day in, day out. Um, the vibes are good and Stefanski has really showed that he could be a great offensive coach just getting someone like Flacco off the couch in right away and playing well so yeah give me the Browns here and an AFC that seems to be pretty wide open at this point I'm feeling very confident all right and then from there you got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers and what should be an absolute barn burner who do you think takes the victory
0: I have the Panthers winning this one
1: and I'll go with the Falcons so interesting with the Panthers pick here
0: yeah I, th- I think if the Panthers are gonna win a game this year, it's gonna be this one <laughs> there's not many chances for them to win left simian division all that I-, I think they can get a win this week <laughs>
1: yeah well, I certainly would uh agree like it'd be weird for them to just finish with one win I feel like you don't see that too much and the Falcons are one of the most inconsistent teams of all time they should have they, they probably should have won last week Desmond Ritter throwing the ball fairly well for you know desmond ritter standards so that probably means that he won't throw well this week so not not hating that pick at all and then you have the tampa bay buccaneers going with the green bay packers so who do you think will win this matchup
0: uh the packers winning this one
1: and i'm gonna go with tampa bay here
0: oh very interesting i'd like to hear your yeah. thoughts on that pick so
1: on this overall i see two teams in in which they are very evenly matched i think the, the you know Buccaneers Packers both have good defenses but they're kind of the kind of defenses that leave you a little bit queasy towards the end game at the end of the day I think the difference makers comes down to um, Baker Mayfield versus Jordan love I just think Baker Mayfield has that clutch Gene in him more than Jordan Love does and for me the Packers could win this game if they do everything right but I don't think they will I think they're you know they're still a young team very bouncy and so I think the Buccaneers get a couple more. Uh, clutch plays to take the game home
0: yeah very interesting I I, I think Tampa Bay is the same in that where they've just been inconsistent enough as well where I could see likely for me that Green Bay could win this one
1: yes Uh, and then you got the Houston Texans taking on the Tennessee Titans CJ Stroud ruled as doubtful for this game who do you have taking the victory
0: I have the Titans winning this one
1: and as do I
0: yeah, just really an amazing comeback there on Monday night for the Titans. Yeah. Just against
1: incredible. like I went I went to bed with the Dolphins up by two touchdowns, like almost no time left. I'm like, "Oh, the Dolphins won this game." I wake up the next morning and see the Titans win. I'm like, what happened? That is crazy. I mean, just absolute collapse by Miami.
0: And after what had just happened for Tennessee with the muff punt, Did you see that it nearly happened again? They put the same guy out for a month (laughs) and he, like, bumps it off his chest, nearly drops it again, but they it would come down and score on that drive. But if if they would have muffed it again, I would have named that the clown of the week.
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, a very good win there for the Titans. I don't think they're a legitimate, like, fringe team or anything like that, but good win for them. and It kind of saves the season from feeling just like a total loss, especially with the resiliency there with Levis. He's got some potential. He's got some big play potential, so I think he deserves another year.
0: 100%.
1: And then you have the New York Jets taking on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Zach Wilson may be playing his best game of his career last week and crushing the Texans. Who do you think wins this game?
0: The Dolphins winning this one.
1: And I do as well.
0: Yeah, As much of a crazy loss as that was for the Dolphins, I'll pump it breaks a little bit on the Jets beating them this week. I've heard that, and it gets crazy. They absolutely demolished the Jets just a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Zach Wilson, though, I do think uh, you know his his time there is is done, and him playing with kind of a free spirit, like doesn't matter what I do. What are they going to do? Bench me? Like, what are they going to do? Yell at me? Humiliate me? Like, everything's all that's already happened. So I like that. I think it should be a much more exciting game than the first one we saw between the Jets and the Dolphins. But Miami, my goodness, I mean they had a headlock on this division, and now all of a sudden with the Bills winning against the Chiefs Dolphins um you know somehow giving that game away it is not at all out of the question that the Bills could catch them here and you need to win this game you need to win these winnable games and how on earth I know we just talked about this in the from the Titans point of view how if you're the Dolphins how did you not close that game out despite all those like you were up by two touchdowns towards the end of the game and you still all you needed to do is get like one first down, and you couldn't do it. Like this is you're an, a, an elite offense. The Titans are not a good team on offense or defense, and you let them march down the field. You can't get a single first down to end this game. It's like, what are you doing?
0: And you let the Titans absolutely march on you. Like, did you see how fast they scored? Like, yeah, it was incredible. absolutely ridiculous. Like every play, the Titans got exactly what they wanted.
1: And this, like, for the Dolphins, like, I really have serious doubts that they can do anything when it comes January in the playoffs. Like, unless – the only way the, Dol- the Dolphins can make the Super Bowl is if they have home field advantage for the entire thing. Because this, this team is not a tough team at all. Like, they are – so like finesse they like if they face the ravens they will get destroyed if they face the chiefs we already saw it they got manhandled they face the bills they got manhandled against the bills like this is a finesse team they can only win one way and it's if they get off to a good lead early with that offensive game plan and i just don't see this team's is they're not tough enough for me to be able to win in the playoffs
0: yeah i tend to agree i think they fail all their big tests
1: Yeah, I mean, we talk about teams not being able to win against other good teams. Dolphins are really the leaders of that narrative at this point. And from there, you got the New York Giants taking on the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints coming off a good win against the Panthers, Giants beating the Packers. Do you think an upset could be in the mix?
0: I'm still going to pick the Saints for this one
1: and i will as well
0: holy cow 119 passing yards for Derek Carr in that win <laughs> when they score 28 points that's this is the most ridiculous team yeah. i swear
1: maybe the raiders saw this coming maybe we we shouldn't fault them for getting rid of Carr. maybe yeah
0: it's
1: it's it's just super frustrating though with the guys they have and just how easy this division is like you should be like far and away well maybe not far and away but you should clearly be the best team at this point and it's just not happened
0: it's just so funny to me where I'm looking at the box score for that game. And I see Bryce Young, 137 yards, top passing.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, yeah. But Saints have got to be the most frustrating experience for their fans there. It just You know that if you somehow get into the playoffs, like you have no shot. <laughs> Certainly. Um, from there, you got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the New England Patriots. And who do you think wins this AFC matchup?
0: I have the Chiefs winning this one.
1: And I do as well.
0: So it may be a, a nice little get-right game for the Chiefs, I think.
1: Yes. And, uh, yeah, Chiefs, I would say probably not um, heavyweights anymore in my estimation. Really haven't shown that they can be that team this year. Obviously, we give them the benefit of the doubt uh, being so good for the last five years and winning the Super Bowl last year. But to me, they just haven't shown that they can do any of that this year. Now, despite all this kind of uh, apocalyptic doomsday talk for the Chiefs, their offense is still 10th in scoring. And they, they still, like, I know it looks bad, but that's just because what we've come to expect from them is, is for them to be really good. So I think their, being their offense isn't a bad offense. It's just bad for what we come to expect. So I think there's a little bit of overreaction here.
0: Yeah, I think they certainly can be good this year, but right now they're not one of the best. I
1: would agree with over the minnesota vikings i think they really have a legitimate shot to do some damage in the playoffs hanging with some very good teams uh, as of late and you have you know this team just won a super bowl a couple years ago we know that they have the experience to do that but if you look at the resume i mean they beat the seahawks they crushed the cardinals they leveled the browns and they hung in this game to the very end against the ravens so look out for the Rams.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to win these next three games and get into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I would I would view them as a dangerous team once they get into the playoffs. They're a solid midweight for me. Yeah, me too. And from there, you got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. So who do you have taking this victory?
0: I have the 49ers winning this one.
1: And I do as well.
0: The 49ers should rule. Not much else to say.
1: Yeah, best team in the NFL at this point. Yes. And there, you've got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Buffalo Bills. Should be a fantastic game here. Who do you think takes it?
0: I have the Cowboys winning this one.
1: And I do as well.
0: I think that, like we talked about, the Bills have been too inconsistent. That I just believe that the Cowboys can take this one.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys have playing have been playing the best football in the NFL the last few weeks. I mean, really just putting full steam ahead. Defense playing really well. Offense playing really well. I mean, leveling their uh, division opponents in the Eagles offense, really showing well against the Seahawks, and then both offensive defense playing well the last three weeks before that. I would argue they should have even won that first game against the Eagles. I would too. And if they had, they would. We've been talking about like what a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight game winning streak. Like they've won seven out of the last eight. Like this Cowboys team is saying really good right now. And the Bills could absolutely take this game. It's in Buffalo. The Cowboys have not been quite as good on the road, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills took this game. But for me, I just can't bet against the Cowboys at this moment in time. Right. And then you have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence still a little bit uh, injured with that ankle. Who do you think takes this game?
0: I have the Ravens winning this one.
1: And I want it so badly to pick against the Ravens, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I will take Baltimore here.
0: Yeah, and Baltimore still being able to put out some decent uh, yardage, but still not always getting the most points. Uh, Chargers the game, for example, but a good offensive production last week and some more of what I think can be seen to come in the playoffs.
1: Yes, and both quarterbacks um, not playing as well as I think their potential, um, but I do think Lamar has had a slightly a better season than Lawrence at this point and will be able to get the job done here against the Jags. And then you have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Seattle Seahawks. So who do you have taking this Battle of the Birds?
0: I have the Eagles winning this one.
1: And I do as well. The Eagles coming off an extremely rough stretch here, just playing just a brutal schedule, and you can really see it wearing on them at this point. And uh, I would not uh, write this game off as a win here because I think it truly is a fatigue factor with the Eagles.
0: I saw an interesting stat this week for you. So Since 2000, there have been 106 teams with 10-plus wins through Week 14 of the NFL season. Among that group, the 2023 Eagles rank 103rd with a point differential of plus 21.
1: (laughs) Well, that is a little bit deceiving based on who they faced. You look at teams like the, the Rams, you look at the Dolphins, the Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, all in a row... That's pretty it's pretty a difficult schedule as hard as you can ask for in this league. So I think that that's is a little bit deceiving. And for me it's not about I know for you I think it's the exact opposite with us. It's not about to me how you win. It's about if if you win, if you're a good team. Like cuz in the playoffs when we we talk about Super Bowls, we didn't we don't talk about style points. We talk about can you win this game. And I think the 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 points of like when you're facing a good team like take the Bills game like do it that little bit at the end to make sure you get over the hump and win that is huge because the bills every single year, the bills have a phenomenal point differential. They play, they, they are, they are awesome and they look great every year. But what do we always say about them? They can't pull out the close games and the, the Eagles have made a super bowl. The bills have not. And I'm just saying this because winning close games is a good thing. I know we talk about losing close games. Like, Oh look, they lost a close game. That's good. But now somehow winning close games is bad. Like that doesn't make that is just like it's backwards logic to me. So to me, I think that the Eagles pulling out some close games that's a good thing. But the fatigue on them is just wearing them down at this point. And from there we go on to the underdog locks of the week so last week scott went with the jacksonville jaguars and lawrence's injury played a little bit too big of a part as they lost to the browns i picked the bengals and they were able to beat the colts so both of our underdog lock records are three and ten and scott who do you have this week as your underdog lock
0: so this week my underdog lock will be the carolina panthers
1: oh nice
0: yeah, like I said, I think this is just a week for that game. And this is the first team that jumped off the board to me. And I'm like, you know what? This, this is, Again, this feels right. That's exactly what I said the last time take the Panthers. Did not go well at all, but we're doing it again. Feels right. Carolina?
1: <laughs> yeah. And for me, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys here um, playing a game in Buffalo. Like I said, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys playing the best football in the league at this point. Um, I can't believe that I'm getting them as underdogs, and I'll take that opportunity. Uh, So Cowboy's underdog luck for me.
0: Good stuff. And from there, we'll transition into Rob's fantasy starts and sits of the week. So let's recap how we did last week.
1: All right. So last week we had a rough time of it in the starts, but a pretty successful run in the sits. So I had Jake Ferguson as a start of the week. He ended up finishing as the 14th best tight end with 72 yards in the air off five catches. I also said to start Gabe Davis, who was uh, tied for the uh, 136th wide receiver after um, doing absolutely nothing. So Gabe Davis, he probably should have just took the day off. It would have been the same exact thing. Zero on that. So two misses there. uh, For the sits, I told you to sit Adam Thielen. And he ended up being the wide receiver, number 30, with 74 yards off five catches. And I also said sit Tony Pollard. He ended up being the 22nd-ranked running back with 59 yards on the ground, 37 yards through the air. So I'm going to say two for two, or two for four, rather, last week. So looking to get back on track this week, here are week 15 starts and sits. So I would tell you to start Kyron Williams for the Los Angeles Rams. He has had four games over 100 yards rushing this year, three games with two touchdowns. He has been getting increased workloads. He's facing a very weak defense this week against the Commanders. So absolutely start Kyron Williams. I would also start Joe Flacco versus the Chicago Bears. So Flacco putting up the best two consecutive weeks of Browns quarterbacking this year and also finishing in in fantasy 13th and 10th so improving two weeks in a row. He's now facing a rather weak Bears defense, so I expect him to improve that even more. So I would definitely say start Joe Flacco. And then I would say sit Gus Edwards versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Edwards, despite uh, playing pretty well early on, has been losing touches to Keaton Mitchell here on the Ravens as he's only gotten eight and six carries in the last two games for a grand total of 41 yards on the ground, facing a pretty tough Jags run defense defense sit gus edwards i would also say sit oh this is a dangerous one a spicy one though sit the king sit derrick henry he has had only three games this year of more than 81 yards on the ground and only two games of double digit fantasy points without scoring a touchdown the texans have not allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in the past four weeks so i would say sit derrick henry And from there, we go on to Scott's Parlay of the Week. So, Scott, how did you do last week? What do you have dialed up for this week?
0: So, last week, we went two of three in our Parlay, missing out yet again. So, for this week, we got a Parlay dialed up with some of the big boys in this one with the Cowboys, Ravens, and Eagles. So, both the Ravens and Eagles, I think, pulling pretty good numbers, especially for the caliber of teams they are, and I think getting matchups that are pretty good for them this week overall, and like you had mentioned, getting the Cowboys and Underdogs is just really an amazing number for me, and something that I can't pass up. So, for this week, pick the Cowboys, Ravens, and Eagles on the money line.
1: Alright, I like it very much. And that will wrap it up for the podcast this week. We thank you all for listening. We appreciate your viewership. Feel free to like, follow, and subscribe. We are on all platforms. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. And Scott. We are tuning.